you. If you are watching on the Bud Light live stream, you are now looking live. I feel like Brett uh, Brett Musburger. You are looking live. Uh, that is the gathering as they have just now opened the gates outside for Oktoberfest here in the Oktoberfest grounds. We are in uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin, and been up early. Been up early, as a matter of fact, as uh, we are perched high above in what is called the chalet. And uh, and Ben, are you watching the live stream by any chance? Ben Kenny producing the show. Yes, it looks beautiful out there. Uh, it is. Uh, that is the vacant grounds. That's the tent where the, the live music plays. And then beyond that main building and back is where the main stage is. And that's where they're going to tap the uh, golden cake later. Where I am perched. Look at the seat that I'm in. I'm sitting in what. I can only envision this is what Coolio died in. <laughs> oh, man. It's like a throne. It's a throne, man. This is cool. And uh, the, by the way, Ben, uh, the Stein here I got for you. So we got an official German uh, silver top Stein. These King Steins. I don't even know what the value of these things are, to be honest with you, but I got you one. So I got a Stein for you, man. Oh, I'm thank thinking you. of you. Yeah. Uh, we were imbibing last night with the president of the company, uh, Mr. Tom Walker, and some of the staff out here. But uh, good day to everybody. They got up this morning. Uh, my my alarm went off. And my phone started buzzing at 5:30. Now we came. We got here last night at about 5:30, and I got a whole. I've got. I'm going to write a book one day that is going to be called. And I got. I can't use the word on the radio, but it's S that only happens to me. And I got a story about check-in yesterday. I'm going to tell you that in a little bit. But got here yesterday and uh, went into the hotel, got cleaned up, and then came over to the, the fest grounds where they had craft beer night. Ben, have you ever had a ghost pepper beer? Ugh, no. It sounds dangerous. Yeah. It. Uh, first of all, there's a beer, and I, I sincerely apologize. The guy listens every day, and he's going to crucify me when I see him later. Uh, but it, I can't remember the name of the brewing company I, I, for the life of me. But it's called, again, the S word that I can't say, Essie, uh, Pale Beer. And that's what I was drinking last night. And then after one or two, and everybody knows I'm an extreme lightweight, Kristen can put them down. She's got a wooden leg. Me, I'm a wuss. I uh, started putting down a couple of beers, and they said, look at that. And I walked past the booth that had ghost pepper beer. I kid you not, it was like drinking a jar of carbonated jalapeno and ghost pepper juice. You, I mean, it, it made your eyes water before you even, like when you brought it up to your nose, it was, it, it, it like burned your eyes. And I'm thinking, I can do this. I got this. No problem. I can do this. And I took a couple of drinks and uh, I thought, you know, um, I, I, I'm going to need asbestos underwear later tonight. It ain't happening. So uh, I had to put down the ghost pepper beer. But otherwise, it was pretty fun. We had a good time last night, and then this morning came relatively early as uh, we uh, got to Sloopy's alma mater this morning. And I'm going to post the other video of the actual tapping of the golden keg. They uh, they do a thing called the tapping of the golden keg, which is basically a beer can that's wrapped in gold. And they give out beer to everybody. And then they officially get it underway 8 a.m. So from, from about quarter after 6 to uh, 8 a.m., I was over there, had one Bloody Mary, and then they tapped the golden beer, and I got it on video. I'll post it, but, and then they, you know, and then they really start drinking, 
and then I bolted over here and uh, got set up. And so we are perched in the chalet. I am sitting in the uh, chair Coolio died in, and uh, this is where we're going to do the show today. It's pretty good, but that's my morning. Other than listening to you and Rowdy and uh, Ebo, is is Rowdy okay? Let me ask you that right away. Is he okay? That's a great question. It's a spectrum of okay. I would say. I, I would have thought that Ebo right now is probably uh, kind of hovering above him in the hallway. As 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 Rowdy left, they probably had to hit him with the paddles. We've locked all the windows. Okay. He was he was hilarious and out of control today, which was awesome. I love those days. Those are good days when the rants rants get going. So that's what we're doing. We are in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Uh, we are here for Oktoberfest. We're going to be here today. Tonight, uh, we're going to be here at the grounds. So if you're coming on out, you see us walking around. I did get myself a German felt fedora. I don't have that long feather on it, though. Uh, I don't know where the long plumage comes from. I don't know why there's long plumage on hats. But a gentleman that was standing in front of me at Sloopy's today kept turning his head. And between hitting me in the face with it and picking my nose with it, uh, it, and I t- it tickled me a couple times. I sneezed on his hat. Uh, I, I, I couldn't do that to somebody. So I don't have the long plumage in my felt fedora, but I do have a feather in the side of my cap. Uh, Kristen got a matching one, but hers is red. So we're both going to have the fedoras on tonight, going to be walking around. So look for us here on the summer f- or on the Oktoberfest grounds. So that's it. Anything else going on? I mean, just a, a baseball game last night that probably disappointed many. <laughs> See, I wasn't going to jump right into that pond. But since you brought it up, uh, it was we, we were sitting here last night watching both uh, because it, it was on Amazon Prime, the football game. And we're going to get into the whole Tua thing because I think we, we got to discuss this. But we were watching that on our phones and the Brewers game was on the TV above the bar. And we're like, this is awesome. Brewers are going to be a half game up. This is great. People are pumped up. We were watching this band. I don't know who the band was, but they were from Minneapolis last night, and they were fantastic. Listening to the band, it's like, this is awesome. This is really, really good. And uh, the band finished a song. It's the, uh, I don't know, uh, the girl that sings, uh, I'm drunk and I don't want to go home. But that was the song they were singing. Do you know the song I'm talking about, Ben? No, but I can picture it. Uh, yeah, I find it. Uh, I'll track it down for you. We'll, we'll get it eventually. So anyway, they're singing that. We're rocking out. Got our beers in our hand. Good to go. And we turned around. It was like, what the hell? What, what, what just happened? And we're all looking at each other like, what what, what was that? And it all went it all went into the crap. But you talk about wasted. Op- it, it, it makes you. Um, it, it makes you angry that this team just can't get out of their own way. The, it, I, I just. It is so, as a Brewers, now this is, take away what we do for a living for a minute, okay? Let's take away what we do for a living. We sit here and we pontificate, we strategize, we bring up theories, we bring up philosophies, we discuss it, and then everybody has their own opinion. As a fan last night, uh, show me, it's called Show Me the Way to Go Home, Ron says. That's the name of the song. Okay, perfect. Thank you, Ben. ben Ben's all over it. He'll find it. So... As a fan last night, I got—I have to admit, I was so pissed off. I was so angry. Like, what the blank? I, I just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's sometimes beyond comprehension that this team can just pee down their leg as often as they have. 
And can I take advantage? No, it's you. You've seen the scoreboard. It's right there in front of you. All you got to do is reach out and take it. And they just pee down their leg every time. I, it just it's it's disheartening. And it it's you cert you still hope that they make it to the postseason and such, and you got something to cheer for. But it, it's as everybody said last night, there is not one person that wasn't in this big circle of people that were watching the Brewers. There's not one person, not one. So, Mark Antanasio, and you're listening, take a put put perk your ears up. Not one person standing within earshot, and we're talking. 20, 30, 40 people. They were all around this bar. We're all having beverages. And when the Brewers turned around and it was like, that was it. Not one person feels that this team is, one, either worthy of getting to the postseason, or two, has any legitimate shot of doing anything when they get to the postseason. Not, not, nobody, as you sit there and talk, well, they'll make it, but they suck, they're done. They suck, they're done. They can't do they want They want counsel fired. They want Yelich burned at the stake. They want the bullpen blown up. David Stearns can kiss our rear end and go to New York. I mean, it was just anything and everything that you could you could throw out was being thrown out last night. And, not, and, and as I'm sitting there talking to people, I'm saying, like, well, if they get to the post, nah, they're not going to do it. There is no belief, zero, none, nilch, da, nada. Hope, yes. Belief, no. As to whether or not this team would, if they get to the postseason, whether or not they're going to suck swamp water or not, zero, none. That's that was last night. Now, I can all honestly say that there was probably more than a few people that were imbibing, uh, so it might have had a little bit of emotion to it. But that, that's the anger and the passion that was felt last night. Yeah, it was like, okay, we're, we're done. Here, they served it. Up, the Phillies served it up to you on a golden platter, and all you had to do was take it. And then just hang on. Can't do that. Can't do that. Uh, on the other hand, and as I watched everything unfold last night, I could not help but think to myself that one Ben Kenny watching the Philadelphia Phillies go down like the, like the Titanic, you have got to be uh, a, an angry pit has to be placed somewhere deep within your stomach and or bowels. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it's kind of comical at this point how both teams are just trying to lose it, and there isn't a third team to come take it from both of them. I guess the good news for the Brewers today is they can only lose one game. Meanwhile, the Phillies will likely lose two because they play a doubleheader. But I, oh, I can't wait. I, I can't wait to bring myself through the emotional turmoil that this afternoon will bring. I'm excited yeah. for it. It is. Uh, it's 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 ugly. It's ugly. So uh, then speaking of ugly and we we need to talk about this. The I had stated on Monday after Tua got hit in the game against the Bills that, you know, and, and we all asked ourselves a question, you know, well, there's doctors on the sidelines. If he says it's a back, the doctor says it's a back, the concussion protocol was followed, then it's his back. In the meantime, it's kind of the same equivalent of looking out the window on a really dark and cloudy day and somebody telling you, no, that's fog, the sun is shining bright. And you're saying to yourself, no, this is a cloudy day. That's not fog. And they're saying, no, no, 
you can't see the sun, but it's fog, and you're saying, okay. And somebody who's some kind of a meteorologist is telling you it's foggy, and you're saying, no, this is a cloudy day. I know what a cloudy day looks like. That's exactly what we saw on Sunday. And I, 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 I didn't want to come off as I was pounding the table saying I know more than anybody else because I, I, I didn't want to go down that road. But now that we saw what happened at Tua last night, you cannot help but think he was concussed on Sunday. It, I, and, and I brought this up when we were sitting here watching this last evening. The way he went down in the game against the Buffalo Bills. A shove to the chest, which put him straight back on his rear end, which then brought his head snapping back against the turf. If people remember Corey Kosky, he was the third baseman for the Brewers. He played here for, like, basically a blip in time. And they brought him in to shore up the third base position. He was going back on a foul ball down the third base line out of, out in foul territory, and he caught a baseball going backwards. Fell on his ass snapped his head back and his neck back and his head hit the turf. He never played again. He uh, lived in a house in Pewaukee. He basically had to paint rooms black because of the light sensitivity that he then had and experienced after that and never played again. He had issues for a long time because of that severe concussion. We all thought that's what happened to Tua. He got up and he's shaking his head like he's trying to get the you can see it. He's like he's trying to just, you know, as the the, the term terminology is kind of shaking the cobwebs out. He's trying to, like, shake his head like, you know, woof, man. You know, it's not his back. He didn't reach for his back. He didn't, like, motion that his back was hurting. This was a guy that got knocked into the, into the noggin and was trying to shake the cobwebs out. So it... it, it and, and Rick's saying, look, it's un, not unusual to have an injury in your back, a weakness in your legs. Believe, you know, you're telling me, Rick, and I know this. I know this. And I'm not saying this because I've had a football injury like that, but I just went through this where I had excruciating pain in my legs and my leg would literally collapse underneath me. But I never shook my head as if to clear my head. I'd always try to move my back to try to in some way, shape, or form alleviate the pain that I was feeling. He never did that. He shook his head. And then he went down, and, and you could tell the guy was glassy-eyed. I'm sorry. I After what we witnessed last night, and he didn't get thrown to the ground that hard last night. It wasn't like it was a severe, Ben, am I wrong? Did it look like it was some kind of a, a horrific slam, to, like WWE-style slam to the ground? No, not at all. It just his head hit, and as you his said. His head hit the ground. His hands locked. Yeah, his head hit the ground. I'll, I'll admit that. But he wasn't, like, slammed. His head hit the ground. But my whole thought process is his head hit the ground and he, already suffering a concussion on Sunday, this immediately exacerbated it. And then that's the reason two concussions within three days. I, I don't believe it. You're never going to convince me of it. I think the Dolphins lied. I think that the NFLPA has every right now to investigate this even deeper. I think that whatever doctor is on the side. Now, they're supposed to have additional medical people on the sidelines, somebody independently. I don't know if they did. I'm sure we're going to find out. This just seems we all looked at it. If it walks like a duck, it quacks like a duck. It's a duck 99.9% of the time. It looked like a concussion. It didn't look like uh, his back locked up. 
We've all seen that before. He wasn't like walking in his back. It was painful when he went down to one knee. This was a guy that collapsed. This was a guy that woozy, wobbly. No, it didn't, Pac fan. No, it didn't look horrific. If it did to you, then you're a moron. It didn't. He didn't get slammed to the ground. I've watched it over and over again. It was on this morning. I watched it numerous times. He didn't get slammed. Last night's hit, he didn't get slammed to the ground. He got pushed to the ground in the Buffalo game, and last night he was going down. He got twisted and brought down. And then his hand and his shoulder were out, and his head hit the ground. He didn't get slammed, though. No, he did not. Um, And I just think that already having a concussion, which is what I believe, that last night exacerbated it. You don't lock up like that with your fingers and your feet and your legs. Not we've just seen it too often. We don't. We know concussions don't do that on the first concussion. So anyway, that's just my take. But I think the NFL and the NFLPA have a legit gripe here, and it's something that they need to look at because I think. And remember, this is a team that was uh, allegedly letting their coach go because they were already conspiring to get. Um, uh, Sean Payton in there. They were trying to steal Tom Brady. They were uh, trying to pay their coach to lose games. I don't trust Stephen Ross in anything the Miami Dolphins do as far as you can throw them. And now they, I think even more so they've proven what a scumbag organization they are. I just, I, I, that's my opinion. Let's do this. We're going to take a quick break. We are broadcasting live out here at Oktoberfest, and the crowd continues to, to pour in. You can see them down below there. Look at that. It keeps, it's like herding cattle, man. Continues to get bigger and bigger. And that is just, that is the end of the entrance. That's where you're going through the scanning process to get in here. The, the crowd itself is beyond that. Way off to the left of the camera going all the way back out into the streets as they are compiling in because coming up in about 40 minutes, they're going to tap the golden keg. Tap into the golden keg and then let the fest begin and the oompa music starts flying and the schnitzels are everywhere and strudels all over the joint. And there you have it. A lot of lederhosen, a lot of gold bond later on tonight. Oh, yeah. Then the big parade tomorrow. Should be a lot of fun. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. strikes. Two men are out with the bases loaded. Getting to their feet at American Family Field. Peralta ready. Here he comes. Hit in the air to center and deep. Trouble. Warning track. It is gone for Garcia. And that's the song. That's the song. I like that. Like it. Uh, we are broadcasting live out here on Oktoberfest in La Crosse. Uh, festing out here, not at Miller Park. Is Miller Park last night, uh, it, you could just hear it. You could just hear it. Uh, it just went silent. Just deafening. Okay. Pack fan, I'll apologize to you. It wasn't horrific. But I got two different angles of him being thrown to the ground. He was kind of whipped to the ground. Uh, you know what? I will say it was the, his shoulder hit first, his head then hit the turf. But I, you know what? I'll apologize to you because you're not a moron. You're not a moron. Yeah, I, I can I can see. But I will say this: he had a concussion on Sunday. I believe that because I watched him get get whipped to the ground. 
he gets kind of spun around. His shoulder hits first, then his head, and you know what? Uh, I, I'll apologize to you because I I'm, I wanted to make sure I was right, and no, nope, I'm wrong. He did. It wasn't horrific. It's not like, oh, my God, I can't watch that. It's not like the Joe Theismann ankle break, leg break. It's not, That's not it. Uh, but, he, yeah, he got whipped pretty good. He got whipped pretty good. I'll give you that. No doubt. I'll give you that. But still, uh, the NFLPA is saying that they will, quote, pursue every legal option as they investigate whether or not Tua should have even played on Thursday night. Uh, Most people are stating that he should not have played. End of story that uh, every – there's not many – put it this way. If you take away anybody saying he had a back issue in that game on Sunday, do you look at him and say, that guy's got a concussion? He's wobbly. He's shaking his head. When you, Because I'm, I'm looking at that now. That's the next thing I'm looking at is the piece of video from, from uh, this past weekend. And dude looks wobbly. He doesn't look like... Uh, he doesn't look like he ended up uh, – yeah, I'm, I'm sitting there looking at it. He doesn't look at all like he got got hurt with a back injury. I mean, he's getting up and shaking his head. Yeah, he, he's shaking his head. He's, he's not even um, – like reaching for his back or move, moving his back around or anything like that. He's 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 clearly banged up where he's wobbly. Yeah, I, I, that's a concussion. I'm sorry. I think the NFL's um, another reason. Maybe it's not the NFL, but another reason to hate Miami if, is if you needed one before. So I'll I'll. I'll go along with that. I, I, I just, I, yeah, there, there's people saying the NFL is a cheater's business. See, I, I don't, I can't blame the NFL. The NFL didn't do this. The Miami Dolphins did. And uh, William, he asked a great point. He said, isn't there a doctor in the booth that calls down to get players out of the game in the Tua situation? Yes, but if the doctor on the sideline says it's a back, not a head, there's, there's nothing you can do. He's supposed to be examined independently by two separate physicians. You're supposed to have, as far as I remember, now I could be wrong, but you're supposed to have the team doctor and then another doctor there. And they clearly did. So I actually, Bill, back home, my mom's a doctor and yeah. someone that she has known forever through work. Uh, works at a hospital in Philadelphia, and his weekend job is to be the visiting team other doctor for when injuries happen for the Eagles. So he said, yeah, like his job is to, when those guys get hurt and they see the team physician, his job is to be the independent guy from a local hospital to clear them or whatever it is for the injury. Okay. So, but I I guess my next question would be, okay, so how much do you rely upon the team doctor to tell you, or do you then run over and look at this particular person yourself? You know what I mean? Yeah, because there, it, you're you're trying not to step on the toes of the team physician. There aren't many specifics shared, obviously, with you know the laws regarding health. But my sense is, I uh, he, uh, he wouldn't listen to the team doctor. Like he would look at it from a pure 
health standpoint. I don't think he okay. would be swayed one way or the other. But I could be wrong. That, that was yeah. just my sense. Also, knowing you know him as a person, he wouldn't right. want someone with a concussion back out there. But it's yeah. not good. Yeah, right. I, you would want to see... You, you would want to know what that other doctor had to say. Now, granted, I don't know if there's a HIPAA thing involved. I, I, I could honestly tell you. But I know that this is not going to be something that's going to be a one and done when it comes to an investigation because it's just we're all looking at this going, this is just way too obvious. Way too obvious. So, anyway, uh, got a big weekend coming up, obviously. You've got to the Brewers still trying to hang in there, for those of you who have faith. you got Brett Bielema and company, who are now showing up over at Camp Randall. And then the Packers taking on the New England Patriots uh, coming up here uh, on Sunday afternoon. Don't forget as well, for many of you, the Green and Gold postgame show is going to air, whether it's on the app, whether it's going to be on these local stations, uh, all these different places. Uh, make sure you pay attention to us because we're going to bring you all the uh, analysis and such immediately following the game. we got a good one today. we got uh, Matt Mitchell uh, coming up. We're going to talk a little betting this weekend. We also have Wayne Larrabee, the voice of the Green Bay Packers, going to be here. Mike Clement's going to be here. Mike Wom- or Mark Womet. You're going to go, who? For those out here, you know who he is. We're going to have him tell us a little bit about Oktoberfest. We were here last year, and then we had technical problems. We had to leave. We never got a chance to really kind of get into the fest. Today, we're here at the fest. You're watching right on the Bud Light live stream right now as the crowd continues to go in. You can hear them. we got a microphone down. We actually have a mic down by the crowd. Believe it or not, Ben, this is a technical setup. This is actually a pretty cool setup. And uh, for those watching on the Bud Light live stream again, uh, I, I am sitting in the what would only, I can only describe as either Coolio or Snoop Dogg or somebody would probably sit in when they're watching TV at their house. This is pretty, this is pretty badass. I like this. So this is all what we're doing. We're hanging out today. Oktoberfest in La Crosse. They're going to tap that golden K coming up here at 11 o'clock. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Speaking of beverages, Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. They bring you the postgame show as well. The Green and Gold postgame show airing immediately after the Packers and the Patriots coming up on Sunday. Stay tuned. i got a lot more. We're coming up right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Style. We're in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Enjoying the day. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Cunis RV. Go to CunisRV.com. That is Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com for all that they have to offer. And uh, whether it's an RV or uh, uh, an automobile, pickup truck, whatever it happens to be, there's Shop Cunis, Shop Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, ShopCunis.com. Or go to CunisRV.com for everything that they have and uh, just good people there. We go to the one down in Elkhorn, but uh, they got them all over the state. Every, I mean, they have a Cunis right here. Um, I think it's actually, technically it's in Wisconsin, but it's like right on the river. Uh, so I don't know if it's technically Minnesota or Wisconsin. I think it's Wisconsin, but it's right here. So they've got them even out here in La Crosse. Cunis all over the joint. Wisconsin's fastest growing RV dealer. Go to ShopCunis, K-U-N-E-S.com, ShopCunis. Dot com. Welcome back to the program. Um, we'll get into, like, the rest of the NFL and some of our uh, discussions around the rest of the league. But 
Uh, ben, you and I talked uh, Packers and Badgers yesterday and did some picks yesterday. Um, what What is the point spread for the Packers now? Is it nine and a half? That's the last one I saw. The last one I saw. Um, they cover? I think so. I feel really good. And to whether it's Hoyer, which I think it will be, or Jones, I just like the matchup here. Even if Belichick mucks it up, the Packers are strong inside. They're strong on defense. They're strong running. And then whatever you can get from the passing game is kind of a bonus. The Patriots offense just doesn't scare me at all against this defense. So I think it's rather comfortable. Yeah. Uh, I the, the, the phrase there is if Belichick mucks this up, and that's always when it comes to the um, the defense, so to speak, of uh, the Patriots, of how he just tries to take something away, a strength away of some type, how much you get over top before, as far as point spreads go. I, I, think, the pa- I think the Packers are going to win this game. Let me say that hands down. But I just keep wondering what he's going to come up with to slow this team down. I, I think the only thing that they can do is stop the run and get after Rodgers. That's it. Which is two things, but it's basically in the trenches. If you're going to win this game, you're going to win it in the trenches, defensively speaking. Um, other than that, I, I don't, I don't know how the Patriots win this game because I don't think they have enough offensive firepower, even with Mac Jones. I don't think they have enough offensively to beat what the Packers can throw at them. And I think the Packers right now, defensively speaking, are starting to feel it. I, I love some of the things that are being said coming out of uh, the Packers organization. I love that Quay Walker says that he's feeling more comfortable each and every week. And he's, as he put it, he's starting to taste it. You know, I, I love that. Uh, I love the fact that Devondre Campbell says, oh, no, uh, the kid is good. The kid, you know, meaning, uh, uh, meaning uh, Quay Walker, when he says the kid is good, and he starts talking about how he's getting it more and more and more and sideline to sideline and is taking the pressure off of him. And, you know, I was I was listening to some of these podcasts and some of these guys in the locker room and some of the different interviews that have been done. And I, I like more and more what I'm hearing out of this group. And I think defensively in the trenches, they've been really good. They haven't had to go deep into it. They haven't had to use T.J. Slayton a lot. They haven't had to use Devontae Wyatt a lot. It's, they're just getting it done with Kenny Clark, Jerron Reed, and Dean Lowry. And so I, I think defensively, by the end of the season, barring mass injury, I think by the end of the season, a lot of us, for what we thought this defense could be, they will either, they will either be that or very close to that. Uh, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm starting to feel that. Also, you know, over the next three, four weeks, they don't necessarily play the stiffest competition. So these are the games in which you can, some will say, pad your stats, but... I've also said time and again, when it comes to a a particular squad, whether it's the Packers playing weaker teams or defense beating up on a weaker offense or whatever, you're supposed to do that, aren't you? What would be bad is if you're still average or below average coming out of these next three, four games. If you don't pad your stats, good defenses will do that. You can only play who's on your schedule, and if you don't beat up on them and you don't, dominate defensively over what it is they can do offensively well then you might have some serious questions but i think by the time it's all said and done the packers defense going to be pretty good statistically coming out of the next three four games i'm 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 really anxious to see where this team ends up and how much they grow and if you want to look at it this way there's no gimmies in the nfl we all know that but if you beat the teams you should beat and beat them the way you're supposed to beat them 
and predicted to beat them, then in essence, these are the kind of those, how would I put it, the first two or three games of the season that, say, Alabama plays. When they, I'm not cupcakes, but when they play lesser teams, they really kind of get themselves right. The film starts to show you things you need to do. And then by the time you play the team like Buffalo uh, in a primetime special up there in Buffalo, then you've got a lot of it worked out because now you've seen enough to say, okay, our things that were our bad tendencies, we've now corrected to our good. So I'm excited. I'm excited to see what the Packers are going to be able to do. 877-867-1670. Um, Rick says, do you know Coolio just passed away the other day? Yeah, that's what I was saying. I said, this is, I, 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 I said it tongue-in-cheek, this is the chair I could picture him passing away in. This is a throne, man. This is like, I got Coolio's throne after the fact. Or this would be a Snoop Dogg throne or something like that. Pretty cool seat. Not making fun of him passing away, of course. Um, then you've got uh, Chuck who says, regarding Cunis, uh, there's one between La Crosse and La Crescent. Right, I'm staying actually in La Crescent. I'm right across the river uh, is where the hotel is. And as I come across the bridge, right there coming into La Crosse, right off to the right-hand side is the Cunis uh, RV dealer. Yeah. And there's another one he says in Holman, about 10 miles uh, just to the north. There you go. Good stuff. 877-867-1670. Let's talk a little betting when we come back. Matt Mitchell going to be joining us from the Action Network. He's going to be here when we return. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Pella Winners Norris of Wisconsin. Good to have Pella on board. We love him. And uh, this time of year when you're starting to feel that crisp air, it was pretty cool here last night. I'm sure it was, uh, you know, in Milwaukee, and I'm sure it was everywhere throughout the state, but it got pretty cool here. And then you wake up this morning, you know, your house is sitting about 68 degrees, 70 degrees, just about perfect. But I don't have any more of the drafts. The door is fan. The patio door is fantastic. Can't feel the cold air coming through the glass. This is the time of the year that you're going to start to notice that stuff. I'm excited that I got the door in. Can't wait to sit down in the great room, light a fire, sit back, relax, and warm, toasty comfort just because I got that, finally got that bad metal door replaced. So I'm, I'm all geeked up about it. That's our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. And you got today. Call today. Today, the, the deal is going to be ending. Two years, no interest, no payments, no money down. Two years, no interest, no payments, no money down. That's Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Go to PellaWI.com. That is PellaWI.com or call them 855-PELLA-WI. That's 855-PELLA-WI. We'll be back after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. In Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. When the Packers host the Patriots here at Lambeau Field Sunday at 325, it'll be an important game for Packers coach Rich Bisaccia, who says as a young coach, he studied under the master of special teams, Bill Belichick. Talk about field position, we're playing the ultimate field position coach in, in this week's game. You know, he does everything possible to gain field position throughout the game, and we're really trying to do the same thing. You know, our job on punt is to, it's the last play of offense. we got to protect the ball, and then we transition to the first play of defense. We haven't had many shots in the kickoff return game to set the offense, but we've done it from the punt return perspective a little bit. The penalty cost us in the game last week, or else I think we had a really advantageous field position somewhere inside the, the 30. Packers wide receiver Romeo Dobbs has been named the NFL Rookie of the Week. That's because he led the team with eight catches for 73 yards in the win over Tampa Bay. Dobbs talked about what it meant to score his first career touchdown. It was a great moment to be in, you know, with me just being the first in my family to play at this level. It's big for not just myself, but I like to think outside and see, you know, maybe the kids. That, uh, that are inspired by me watching 
my family watching, friends watching. So, I mean, it's just bigger than just playing football for me. Dobbs is the first Packers rookie receiver to lead the team in receptions in a game since Max McGee did it back in 1954. I asked defensive coordinator Adam Stenovich, with Sammy Watkins placed an IR, did he think Dobbs would have that big of a day against the Buccaneers? Well, we knew, you know, obviously when Sammy went down that he was going to have a bigger part in the game plan. You know, it's just a matter of kind of how the game flowed. Uh, he had his opportunities. He made some big plays, which we know he's very capable of, and we're very excited about him, you know, moving forward. He has the great hands, and he can do some good things once he catches the ball. So, yeah, it was really encouraging to see that, and uh, hopefully there's a lot more of that to come. That's Packers offensive coordinator Adam Stanovich in Green Bay. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. If you're going to be heading down to the ballpark and uh, maybe checking out a Brewers game, maybe you're heading over to uh, see the Badgers tomorrow or up to see the Packers on Sunday. Running shuttles, that's our friends at Stenny, second in National Walkers Point. Best wings you're ever going to stick in your grill. Man, they have fantastic wings there. And also the home of the Bill Michaels Garlic Cheese Bread, the award-winning consistently bloody mary also and uh, man oh man just good people great hospitality great atmosphere i've always said it's the cheers of milwaukee that's our friends down at steny second to national walkers point stop in tell them we said hi uh let's do this let's bring in our buddy matt mitchell joining us action network you can find him uh over on twitter twitter at old boy uncle mitch and mitch uh, matt how you doing man i'm doing great we're in the thick of the nfl season we got college football entering uh the kind of the best part of their season it's a great time to be alive bill it is um obviously if you're a miami dolphins fan it's not because two is gone i might say you tell me if you thought he was concussed on sunday matt oh i'm a, I'm a bill fan i couldn't believe he was coming back into that game it was right? absolute malpractice to let him back in and watching him suit up last night you could see that disaster coming a mile away yeah. So okay. That now that that's out of the way, uh, we got a game early. We are in London or over in England, we'll say over uh, across the pond. The Vikings and the Saints. Uh, interesting because the Saints have not looked great. The Vikings, not necessarily that they have, but I thought the Vikings might be favored by a little bit more. It's one and a half. I mean, it's 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 basically a pick'em at this point. Give me your thoughts on that game. It is a. It's getting more interesting by the moment because it looks like now. They have officially ruled out uh, Michael Thomas, and I believe Jameis Winston isn't far behind, so it's moved very recently to three, um, and I think that will keep going as kickoff approaches. Um, Andy Dalton, I believe, is the backup for New Orleans. That's a feisty backup. He is no kind of uh, he's no Joe Schmo. He's no MAC conference rookie. So I'd be a little wary of this game overall, but all signs are pointing to uh, a Minnesota victory across the pond. Um, the other game that I find of interest, and it's one of the bigger ones of the weekend, the Bills are on the road. They're taking on the Ravens. Ravens at home, last time they faced a, a team at home was uh, Miami, and they got beat. Um, we know that Lamar Jackson's having an incredible year. The Buffalo Bills are coming out of that game against two and company angry because they got beat, and they put up over 400 yards down in Miami. Uh, but give me your thoughts on that game because it's a little interesting that the Ravens at home are getting points. 
Yeah, it's a fascinating game. I'm a, I'm a Bills fan. I've watched every Bills game of the past probably 33 years, start to finish. So I will say I haven't seen a game like that Bills-Miami game last week in a very long time, 120 degrees on the field. It looked like the battle at Gettysburg by the end of it, just bandaged players calling out for water. It was, it was quite a scene. The Bills are coming into this game pretty banged up. Defensive secondary is a wreck. I'm, I'm, I'm leery of the Bills as still favorites on the road here. It speaks to how, how uh, thriving their offense is. But they've got problems on the offensive line right now with injuries. It, they're like the walking wounded. So I would have been happier if the Bills just treated this like a bye week and just sat everybody and get healthy for the rest of the season. But, yeah, everyone at the Action Network is on Baltimore. They love the three. I think it's a little odd it hasn't moved a little bit lower. Um, but all signs are pointing to a Ravens cover here. You've got uh, another big game, the, the Chiefs, after getting beat in Indianapolis. And the argument on the sideline between Patrick Mahomes and Eric Bieniemy, their offensive coordinator. And uh, the Chiefs are getting a couple of points, but they're going down into Tampa Bay. This game will be played in Tampa Bay. There was some thought that it would not be, but they will play it there. Uh, give me your thought about that game as well. Uh, our guys at our squad at the Action Network really like Tampa in this one because of a number of factors, but especially Brady off a loss and as a home underdog. Brady's 7-2 and two straight up and against the spread after a loss. Tampa, when Brady is listed as a dog after a loss, he's 13-3 and three straight up, 15-1 and one against the spread in his career. Uh, he's just a, uh, an animal off a loss. He's a miserable guy, um, I, I think, in the locker room and in the facility after a loss. And they're getting some guys back from injury. They won't have this that dreadful receiving core you saw last week. I think if you take a side in a game like this, you go with the vastly superior defense in Tampa, and you look for for Brady to get the uh, get the win here. No Mac Jones. The game in our own backyard. Patriots and the uh, Packers. Uh, how much does the, uh, the 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 thing, if at all, move or get, you know, the Packers? Obviously, nine and a half is where they're sitting, I believe, right now. We were talking about that a little bit earlier. Um, now it's uh, yeah, nine and a half across the board. Uh, some will say five, five and a half, depending on which one you're looking at. But uh, the Packers should win this one almost going away, I would assume. Yeah, Hoyer isn't. You know, he, Hoyer's not going to win the game. The Patriots aren't going to nope. win this game. But Hoyer is. 21 and 17 against the spread as a starter in his career. He's a he can keep the game close. He cannot lose you the game um, by himself. They're not going to score a lot of points in this one. Uh, but you know, there's a there's a Belichick off a loss um, angle that everyone loves to play. There's there's just a lot to like catching this many points. And one of the biggest is points are so valuable in a game with a low total because less scoring. You want to have those points in your back pocket. Underdogs in games with totals below 42 have absolutely crushed in the last five years. And if you look in the first half of the season, which we're in right now, they're covering two-thirds of the time. So New England is a very good candidate in that regard. They could get absolutely demolished. And by the end of the game, you thought, oh, they only lost by nine. They could be down, you know, 16, 17, 21 for most of the game. And then suddenly, you know, that back door is going to swing wide open when you're getting nine and a half. Matt, great stuff as always, man. Some stuff to think about. We certainly appreciate it. We're going to talk again on Monday, okay? Good luck, everybody. There you go. Matt Mitchell, the Action Network. You can find him at Old Boy Uncle Mitch. You can go to the Action Network. It's brought to you by our friends at Potawatomi. Don't forget about right now. They got it going on. 500K in October best. October best Saturdays. Go to PaysBig.com for all the info. 
The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.